Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. This is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And on this latest episode, it's the State of Pro Wrestling, where we talk a lot of WWE. So go ahead and catch my conversation with John Orlando for the PVD cast right there, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, of course... The Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro will be on at 11 p.m. tonight. And please go ahead and follow. What is it? Bang Stankus today is Joe Soro. <laughs> what names? I feel like I'm left out because I'm the only one without a catchy undername as far as that's concerned for today's show. It is Joe Soro, a.k.a. Oxide T47, a.k.a. Bang Stankus from Go ahead and check out what he's doing there. And please support his own company, Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Jamie Sweet is here. Yami Swoot, the local never dwell. Go ahead and support him because I can't still get on the site, Jamie. But hey, as if some okay. people can. No, you put your cash and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, go ahead and try if you can to get on Lakerholics.com. His five things articles and Laker Tom's articles. The number one Lakers blogger will be very interesting indeed. Plus also our good friends, Empire Jeff TV, a Lakers in five, a Lakers corner with John right there for you. As far as John Costa, also as well, Clutch Talk, and of course, the John McCallion channel as well. And of course, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Those are great channels to support. And th- speaking of supporting great channels, give us a like and a subscribe to go ahead and make sure you get the latest notifications from us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Solo says the season ended early, and it looks like that's the case. On the second end of a back-to-back, the Lakers flew into Hotlanta. Uh, maybe for some wings? Certainly not for some defense, that's for sure. As Anthony Davis decided to sit out the game, he was sore in the groin area in the second half of the game against Houston. So they decided, guy third in the league in minutes, decided to go ahead and sit him down and boy did lakers pay the price that the defense on the team what i said in the pregame was one of the worst teams in the you know defensive teams in the league well they put on a masterpiece today against the lakers terrible defense and at one time during the course of the games bobby marks from espn said it's the worst defense he has ever seen this year so I can't say I argue with him as the Lakers went ahead and gave up almost 70 points again in the first half and decided to go ahead and give up 138, never holding the the Hawks to any kind of defense at all. Plus the fact the Lakers missed, what, 11 
Uh, yeah, 11 free throws, 36%. Not bad from the three-point area, but they gave up 50, 40, and almost 90 on the other end for the Hawks. And they just cruised. The Hawks cruised the entire game once they got out to a lead and never looked back. I know the DeJounte Murray uh, watchers are, let's trade for DeJounte Murray. He got 24 points against the Lakers. Woohoo! 24-9. He is the savior for the Lakers. That's all I'll hear for the next two weeks now. Can't wait. Can't wait as the Lakers went ahead and they win. Uh, no, they don't. Sorry. They got beat and they got beat good. They got beaten up again on the second of back-to-back, 138 to 119. And here today, 138 to 122, they fall to 24 and 25, 10th place in the Western Conference, barely in it at this point. It is absolute disaster and a dumpster fire, that's for sure. But here today to discuss, I will not talk too much today because I want to make sure everybody gets their chance to speak. First man up, first man here, it is Yami Swoot, Admiral Akbar. This was not a trap game. This was an outright dud on the second game of back-to-back. It is Jamie Sweet for Lakerholics.com. Let's just put it this way. No AD, no D, no chance today for the Lakers, Jamie. No, and I mean, you could always almost pencil this in as a loss. Um, you know, when you look at the trip, how it was laid out, back-to-back road games, never do anyone fa- any favors, flying into Atlanta, doesn't do any, you know, all of it, you know, changing time zones the way they did. So, you know, Phil Jackson used to say there were, there were scheduled losses. This felt like a scheduled loss, but the problem is that the Lakers have already – pretty much loss, blown all their scheduled losses, and, the, and now they're adding on to that. So this team just doesn't have the cushion that it could have had after that nice home stretch. Uh, so when you start your road trip off uh, 0-2, <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're backing yourself into a corner uh, prior to the trade deadline. And this this trip takes us through the trade trading deadline. But by the time the Lakers get home, they could have a different team. Um, could being the operative word there, but you know that's that's neither here nor there. This this was an ugly loss. Um, you know nobody really looked like they were engaged for 48 minutes. You saw you know some flashes here and there from Vando. Reeves had a decent first half, but none of it really none of it really seemed to give the Hawks much pause as they just kind of cruised, as you said. So, um, yeah. It's amazing how guys look amazing against the Lakers. <laughs> and it's amazing when we don't put in the defensive effort to even try and like climb out or out of out of the hole or have the focus to make free throws or you know things of that nature. And it's just a little bit frustrating. But all in all, I kind of had us losing this game. Uh, I had us winning um, last night, uh, but that didn't happen. So now I don't see us doing any any absolute better than two and four on the road trip unfortunately uh so it i had, I had us at a 500 road trip i don't i don't know that that's possible now it means we're really gonna have to show out against some quality teams i assume we'll beat the hornets um but you know like, who knows at this point <laughs> i don't want to i don't, don't want to make any I don't want to make any promises, so <laughs> we could come back over. Uh, and you know, and it's it's unfortunate, but you know, the noise around the Lakers is just going to increase. 
So anybody who's rattled by trade, you know, rumors is going to be rattled now. And anybody, if, if the coach is rattled by, oh, you're, the hot seat is hot, then, well, guess what? That's the job you took. So if people, if they, if they can't come together in the locker room, I, I don't see a trade or anything like that really being a silver bullet to save the season, unfortunately. So it's looking more and more like as such an uphill battle. I mean, I think we'll make the plan. I think we'll probably even maybe get to the playoffs. But this team ain't scaring anybody in the playoffs right now. So it's uh, it's a sad state of affairs. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do get dismantled by the Hawks in Hotlanta, 138 to 122. Also here today, good man indeed. He will be hosting and having a nightcap later on this evening at 11 p.m. Pacific time. Got to go ahead and catch it on this channel. And I know he'll have something to say then. It is Joe Sorrow and Joe, we suffered through the playback as far as everything that went on there. We truly appreciate everyone suffering through the pain through us. Yes, Jamie is there. <laughs> but let me ask you, my friend, it really got ugly tonight. This defense was absolutely miserable. I know we value AD on the defensive end, but seriously, my friend, this has been about as bad of a back-to-back as you can get for the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, Lakers lost by the same amount last night as they did tonight without AD. Uh, using AD as a as an excuse is not going to work. They looked equally as pathetic as they did last night. It's just it was different players tonight. Uh, the Lakers have allowed 132 points or more in the last four games. They have given up on playing defense. Uh, Darvin Ham has lost any communication with this team. He has no idea how to run an offense. He has no idea how to set up a defense. He has no idea how to adjust to any offense. He has no idea how to adjust to any defense. He has absolutely no idea what the hell he's doing. He belongs gone and never to be on an NBA staff coaching again. Anyone who hires Darvin Ham deserves to never work, period. He is atrocious, abhorrent, and pathetic as they come. He is the worst Laker coach I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot. I have seen a lot of coaches. I've seen Pat Riley, Randy Fund, Dell Harris, Mike Dunleavy, Phil Jackson, Rudy Tomjanovich, uh, Mike D'Antoni, Byron Scott, Luke Walton, Frank Vogel, Mike Brown. I've seen them all. This is the worst coach I've ever seen in a Laker team. And I'm still trying to figure out what the hell that guy said in an interview to get the job. Rob Palinka, you're a disaster. You should go back and be an agent. Jeannie, you should go back. And I know I had apologized for this earlier. And maybe uh, maybe that was uh, maybe that was me being soft because she's I don't know, maybe because she is a woman. Sorry, folks, I'm being honest. Uh, but she should go back to selling tickets for tennis, honestly. Uh, she has no business running a, a basketball team. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at on that. Um, last year was a, a fluke. Sometimes that happens. Uh, and I think we need to be honest with ourselves. And I know that Stone's going to put a nice button on this here soon. Uh, what happened last year was there was some adjustments it took a minute for teams to get with it. Plus, the teams that we ended up playing 
in the end, we're also having problems internally. So we were able to take advantage of that. But then as soon as you ran into a, a coherent team, they waxed us in four games. And then after that, they had a whole year of tape to know exactly what Darvin Ham's going to do. And you're now getting a nice look at how a basic coaching uh, evaluation can, can, can take his philosophy out. Uh, I, I'm going to say this after every game. I want Darvin Ham fired. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care. I don't care who the coach is. Get rid of Darvin Ham. I don't care if you lose the next 20 games. He needs to go. He needs to go today, tonight. You don't get rid of him. You deserve to lose your job. You deserve to lose the team. Uh, but you can't fire owners, unfortunately. We're probably stuck with Genie until, until we're dead. So that's it. That's what I got. Let me ask you this before I get it to Stone. <laughs> Isabel is asking you, who do you hate more, Ham or Westbrook? They are both they are both a problem. They both have two things in common. The worst trade in NBA in, in Laker history and the worst coach hiring in, in Laker history all happened on the, the time of Rob Polinka. Rob Polinka orchestrated the two worst transactions in Laker history. That's an interesting resume to have for him. And the one who was in charge of hiring Rapalinka at the behest of Kobe, God rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Folks, you do not ask a player or someone who isn't on the day-to-day -to, -day to hire people. Okay? You don't. Look what happened to Bob Myers. Bob Myers constructed four championships. You know what they had? You know what they did to thank him? They said... You go sit down over there. Steph Curry's going to make the call on who stays. And what did they do? They ended up signing a, a walking corpse in, in, in Draymond Green. That guy almost cost the, the, the Warriors the championship in 2022 until uh, Steph Curry went super Saiyan the last three games of that, that, that series. So, like, dude, people exec, people coach, and people play. Keep those separate. When you start getting that stuff mixed in, you start to be happy. That's when you start to have problems. There's a reason why there's an executive, there's coaching, and there are players. There's a separation for a reason. Otherwise, we might as well just let LeBron coach or AD coach or Giannis coach. It's just not realistic, folks. Those people have a job to do. Now, if Rob wants to be a general manager of the team, and make sure that payroll taxes are paid and make sure that workers comp is paid and make sure that all the secretaries have their bonuses when they type, you know, an extra five pages for whatever they're doing. Hey, God, hey, go ahead. That, that, that's a good job. But this team needs a player evaluation uh, title now. They need someone that actually goes and watches the game like Stone Hansen used to. Someone that actually knows what's going on. Oh, it's the bus twins. Oh, it's the bus. I, I mean, look, I don't know. I, I don't know enough to know what they those guys really. I don't know. I don't know what those guys do. All I know is, recently, when it wasn't a second round pick, when they had a bona fide first round pick where they could pick the best player available, they botched it so bad that the guy that they missed on took a dump on them yesterday for eighteen minutes. 
Imagine if he had played 38 minutes. He probably would have dropped 50 on him. Happy Hanukkah. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I, I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that it doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good? It's the Lakers Fast Break. It is. Gerald Glassford, thanks so much for watching and listening. The Lakers do lose 138 to 122 to go to 24 and 25 on the season. Also here today, good man indeed. It is, of course, one of the masterminds of the draft that we've ever known. It is Stone Hansen and Stone. Great to have you here. You said you wanted to do a rant. I'm going to give you that time to go ahead and do that rant right now, my friend. I appreciate everyone's patience here on the panel. But man, you guys got to always get your chops in. Chris. Appreciate the super chat saying that Rui still can't get more minutes to Prince. That's just one of the many problems we're seeing with Darvin Ham at this point in time, Stone. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go tell too much of a rant, to be honest, because... Oh, please. Well, I think... I, I think Joe's gone soft. I think uh, I think he was far <laughs> too kind in his analysis. Um, I think... You're right. Yeah, I think... Ham uh, uh, should not be coaching for the Lakers, for the NBA for middle school for toddlers uh he should not have a job period in the workforce in america uh i think you're asking too much uh for Jeannie to sell tickets i'm not sure she's capable of doing that uh i don't think that rob palinka can be any sort of um agent uh i think he's probably best just sitting on his hands for the rest of his life um there's nothing good about this team the ownership sucks. Management sucks. We know everything about this team that's bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just there's there's no point in going over how this team can get better or because it's not going to happen. And there's no point in going over what's wrong with this team because they'll forever be bad. So it, it's just enjoy what you can. Uh, enjoy the good games like the one we had with the Warriors the other night. That's the best it's going to get. That's all I have to say. I mean, Nothing about this team is going to get better. We shouldn't get our hopes up. We're not making the play in. Uh, it's over. Okay. <laughs> That's the best I got. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> also, here today, good man indeed. He is the mastermind as well behind courtside Lakers. It is Henry Hill, a great part of our coverage on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Breaks. Big shout out to Laker Nick for all the great polls he did during the course of the game that kept this going. <laughs> they were all leaning against Ham on each and every one of them. Henry, great to have you here. Uh, another atrocious night. Uh, again, as I stated, uh, Bobby Marks from ESPN stated it's one of the worst defensive performance, actually the worst defensive performance of the year he's seen from any NBA team. Yeah. And without AD in the lineup, uh, I can't say I disagree with him, my friend. Uh, no, you can't. I mean, the defense is basically all Anthony Davis anyways. Uh, without him, they're, they're just too slow uh, to guard anyone. 
offensively, they have no scheme. It's either just a pick and roll or iso ball. Uh, they're just sleepwalking. I mean, they've been sleepwalking pretty much the whole season, which explains the record. Uh, Jamie said it best. I, I agree with Jamie. Like, this is the part of the season where you kind of have scheduled losses, but they just don't have room to have those scheduled losses. Um, again, did you guys know LeBron played more than 35 minutes in a blowout loss? He played more than 35 minutes uh, yesterday. Um, and Gerald, I don't want to talk much today. We have a lot of great panelists on. Please just do me a favor. Can you mention that JHS and Cam Whitmore statistic again, please? Yes, I wanted to mention, okay, that stretch yesterday in four minutes, four minutes, and I'll get to you in a sec, John. I appreciate your patience, my friend. Four minutes, Cam Whitmore scored 12 points in four minutes. That's half the number of points JHS has scored or had scored up until that point all season long. To give you an idea. <laughs> do you realize how bad that is? Oh, my God. Just... Go ahead. Four Good. minutes. Yeah, I'm done. Pass it along. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'll see you today. Good man, indeed. Uh, according to Kurt Affair in the chat, John, um, you are the reason why the Lakers have had, you know, are in, in this demise right now. Oh, he meant clutch sports, not clutch talk. He had corrected himself. It is the guy behind clutch talk. And of course, Lakers corner, John Costa. John, great to have you here, my friend. He was just kidding, of course. But it is, of course, I just want to go ahead and mention the Lakers. Absolutely putrid performance tonight on the second of a back-to-back. They looked gassed from the get-go in both Houston and Atlanta absolutely disgusting to one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. Then they go and show the Lakers. Uh, they, they actually showed the NBA exactly that they can play even worse than the Atlanta Hawks on the defensive end, my friend. Yeah, this was absolutely ridiculous, but it's just like how I said on the, on the, on the last post game, like at this point, I don't, I, I don't have my hopes up, so you can't let me down. Like you, you, you can't let me down. Like I've already seen how bad this coaching is. I've seen how bad the effort is at times. And I've seen how bad this team is without Anthony Davis. So it's like coming into this game, I was there. I was expecting a stinker and, and, and it's so upsetting because, you know, I think back to something that Joe said a couple of streams, uh, a couple of streams ago is he was like talking about something that I forgot what exactly we were getting into, but he said like, it's a loser mindset. And like, I'm starting to adopt a loser mindset being a Lakers fan watching this game. Like coming into this game, I'm 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 well expecting a terrible loss because like I said on the on the last post game, we go as Anthony Davis goes. And if Anthony Davis doesn't go, it's going to be an atrocity. And sometimes it's an atrocity with Anthony Davis. So can you imagine the mess that it is without him? Uh man, you we're talking about the, the no offense. Like, there's no fluidity in that offense, guys. And I, I watched Austin Reeves come down court two times and try the same thing: dribble out, dribble out the shot clock, try to break the break the defender down, and then have to end up throwing a wild fadeaway that he's leaning halfway to the ground and try, tries to get throw up a prayer. Like, what offense is that? Do we realize that coaches are supposed to initiate offense? Coaches are coaches are supposed to initiate uh, sets. Coaches are supposed to get that going. Man, I mean, this is ridiculous. Another night, an- another night of us terrible transition defense. 
Yeah. Funny because just j- just last night we were on the post game show talking about how our transition defense is absolutely horrific. How that was a big reason why we lost by so much. Oh, once again tonight, transition defense. Funny because as a coach, you know what I would have did if my if if we gave up all the all the transitions transition defense baskets, I would have honed that into the players. I would have honed in so bad that next next game they know like okay well we can mess up but what we're not going to mess up is transition defense but nope didn't happen. Free so throw. before well before before I know the free throw disparity and the fact that the Lakers missed eleven free throws obviously did not help matters but I want to bring this to you as the president of the D'Lo fan club. Uh, he was after the game shown embracing the uh, Dejounte Murray and they had a long talk right there at center court. But the funniest part about the game for me, if you checked out on Twitter, John, was the fans chanting, we don't want you at D'Angelo Russell when he was at the free throw line earlier tonight. Your thoughts on that, my friend, before I head it over to Jamie's way. <laughs> I mean, it's, this is this is ridiculous. I mean, honestly, at this point, it doesn't even matter. Like, if we keep D'Lo, don't keep D'Lo. Bring, D- bring DeJounte, don't bring DeJounte. Unless, unless Giannis comes... <laughs> it doesn't even matter, guys. It, even it, then, we still have it, him. So uh, exactly, <laughs> there's no, there is no trade deadline that's gonna fix this. Exactly. I mean, we're, you have false hopes if you think we're winning a championship, regardless of what happens for the rest of the season. I just want to say that uh, Darvin Ham, even if you get Giannis, Jokic, LeBron, doesn't matter, he benches his best players to close mm-hmm. out the first half. Who does that? Which coach? <laughs> benches their players at the end of the first half. You're going to a 15-minute at minimum break. I don't know, man. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, And again, I appreciate everyone being here. Once again, the Lakers do lose 138 to 122. Let me get it back to you, Jamie. Again, when it comes right down to it, the Lakers are a train wreck, 24 and 25 on the season, 10th place in the Western Conference. I know that DeJounte Murray gave everyone a good look tonight and looked uh, pretty solid, except for the outside shooting, which was dismal to say the least. But playmaking-wise, assisting uh, when he's driving to the basket, showed athleticism. Not really good on the one-on-one, but played passing lanes pretty good. So 24 points and nine assists. I don't see him, when he comes to this team, or if he comes to this team, helping so much that it's going to move. I've said this before. I was the first one to put his name out there. I said he would check a lot of boxes, but he doesn't check them hard enough to really put this team where you want it to go, Jamie. No, I think that there's just too much of a... a, a... There's too many issues on this team. Well, I mean, listen, and I know know that we are all, you know, core members of the Darvin Ham Appreciation Club, but... Which is sarcasm, by the way. Uh, Please clarify after that. Yeah, yesterday. But, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I learned more about coaching in Doc Rivers' post-game after a loss in Milwaukee than I've ever heard Darvin Ham talk about ever. He talked about areas that needed work, and he talked about how he liked how they scored out of, t- uh, out of timeouts, ATO plays. And he had all of that in his brain in a calm and collect manner. Wasn't blaming anybody. Wasn't blaming injuries. Wasn't making excuses. 
wasn't talking about how the effort wasn't there. There's things that this team could work on. There's things that this team could do. Why they're not happening will go down as one of the great mysteries of mankind, right next to, you know, where Atlantis sank and uh, whatever happened on uh, Roanoke Island or wherever people go to dig up gold on in Virginia. I, I don't understand how this team can continue to look as if they just showed up to play together for the first time every single night. This, the actions are so incredibly blasé and simplistic. And when you have a player that has the post-gravity that AD and LeBron both bring, if you played them out of the post, you would open up an entire world of offense that may not be a three-point shot, but it's equally efficient because you're scoring more often and more regularly. And I, for the life of me, will never understand why this aspect of the Lakers team with these two on it is all but like run away from. It's as if it's an, an anathema to, to success, the idea of playing post-basketball on a franchise built on incredible post-players. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's a mystery to me. Um, I I have to agree. I, I can't see I mean I think the Lakers do need a guard like Murray, somebody who gets to the rim and makes plays in the paint. Reeves doesn't have he wants to have that skill, but he does not have that skill. D'Lo lacks the speed and the hops. He just can't. He's a better shooter than slasher and always has been. And then there's nobody after that. <laughs> there's 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 Vando. Vando's got the athleticism, but he doesn't really have the ability or the skill. Uh, and, I, you know, we've completely seen to just mismanage Rui Hachimura this entire season. This guy who we talked about, how he worked, you know, there's nothing. All I heard in training camp was like, oh, he's working. He worked with LeBron this summer and he put in all this time on his game and, you know, did this and that. And, that. and, and, and it's as if that has been, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how. I mean, does, did he run over Darvin Ham's Chihuahua or something? Like, did something happen that we just haven't heard about that that is just so egregious that he can't crack the twenty minute mark and blow out losses? It's like, what are you saving him for? What what is this? What 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 is it about trying things that worked last season even that is an anathema to success? Like, I don't understand. Like, why you would go away? In a season where so little has worked, <laughs> I mean, so very little has looked good this entire season. We have run headlong away from the few things that did work last season. And we get, you know, oh, it's a nice thing to have in your pocket. Uh, you're not in Texas with your, with your permit to carry a weapon. Like, pull it out, bro. Whip, whip, whip. Pardon me while you whip this thing out. Whip it out. Get coaching or something. And I know we all know that that's not going to happen. I'm not expecting that to happen. But as somebody who's watched a lot of basketball, as we all have, it's 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 beyond frustrating. It's mind-numbing to watch this. And this is after watching what I consider to be the most simplistic offense on in the history of NBA basketball under Frank Vogel. Somehow incredibly we've managed to at least replicate that if not do it one better and be even more predictable and so your defense is you know and 
I forget who said that he had lost the co- the team. I think it was Joe just a few minutes ago. Well, Nick put that in a poll on playback if he's lost oh, okay. the team already. But I can't. I couldn't agree more because the the the, the stats and the the, the stats that ha- are all about heart and hustle, rebounding, transition defense. Those are where the Lakers are failing. And so if you're not playing with your heart, if you're not playing with hustle, that's generally because you're not satisfied with your entire situation. It's not because you don't have the ability. And we know that there's a lot of guys on this team who have the ability to play at a faster, more intense level than they're displaying right now. And that's a coaching thing. That's a coaching thing. And I don't think that that uh, Hammy Boy's got it in him to uh, – to, to, to turn the ship around. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to bust out the sage. I don't think he's going to, you know, have everybody write something on a piece of paper and burn it in a fire pit in the middle of the f- floor and in El Segundo. I don't think he's got the wherewithal or the, the gravity or the, the gravitas in the locker room to pull anything like that off. And it's, un- it, you know, it was fun. I, I remember when Milwaukee hired Doc Rivers, I was like, dang, that might've been the last shot to save the because <laughs> there's nobody else out there that I think really could come in and like do any better than Pam, right? You might as well just promote Phil Handy at this point and be like, Phil, give it your best shot. Uh, and let's just hope for the best, you know? Um, but yeah, Laker fans, you should all get yourself a big, t- big old tub of chocolate ice cream before every game and, you know, just start make you know, make it salty with your tears of, of sadness. And, you know, that that's what we got going forward it's not i know i'm a i know i'm a pillar of joy and every time i come on the show i bring nothing but sunshine and unicorns and i have more of that tonight uh because it's not going to get any better anytime soon for the love of god m24 please shower <laughs> don't <laughs> i saw the, that the, brother you may be speaking for the next please two and a half for the months. love of god man yeah brother don't do that one brother no. Oh, my, that was that was a good one. I like shower shower protest the Lakers, insane. As long as you don't hear me, go ahead. You can go ahead with that protest. But if you're in the west side of LA, please. <laughs> you're going to be saving a lot of soap money. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> BJD bill is going to be at like zero. Yeah, big soap industry is going to go down on that. So, Joe, and I want to bring it to you real quick, my friend. Once again, it is the Lakers, 138 to 122. They get soundly beaten by the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Uh, they do, do fall to 24-25, 10th place in the Western Conference. The latest Darvin Ham uh, post-game press conference snafu is uh, Darvin Ham said he isn't on social media, wasn't aware of Christian Wood's pregame LOL tweet when Christian Wood found out he wasn't starting tonight in place of Anthony Davis. He said he wanted to keep Wood in his typical role and felt he had a solid game tonight. He added the lineups aren't a popularity contest and are about what's best for the team, Joe. There you go. Uh, What's best for the team is to get the snot beat out of him again by the Atlanta Hawks. Is that is that your definition of played well? No one played well tonight, folks. Christian Wood's trying to backtrack get backtrack on it, but... no and, and of course, Christian Wood is uh, showing the cards that he's been playing everywhere he's gone, and it's called immaturity. It's called not being a professional. And again, anyone, and, and I want I want everyone to hear this. Anyone 
who plays tough guy on Twitter is a bitch. Straight up biznatch. Doesn't matter if it's something mundane. Doesn't matter if it's some kind of rap battle or a basketball battle. You wanna you wanna handle business, go face to face to someone. And I guarantee you, when you start showing the face, you're gonna be one of those guys that's that knows they're safe because there's a bunch of people trying to stop you from going over there, right? One of those guys, hey, uh, uh, while everybody's around you. Look, man, posers, fakes, they're out there every day, all day, yapping. Uh, it's irrelevant. Christian Wood is an irrelevant player on this team. Uh, most of them are irrelevant. Uh and they're being led by the most irrelevant coach in the NBA. And when you're diseased, you, there's two ways to go. You either die or you try to fix the disease. So I'm waiting to see if this jackass who's in charge of this team will finally start throwing some aspirin ibuprofen, cyanide, something, <laughs> so that we can at least go on with our lives. Either die or fix the problem. This isn't U.S. politics. This is sports, okay? You're going to keep electing walking corpses in, in the U.S. Senate and the House and all these places where they go catatonic when you're asking them a simple question. But this is sports. You don't have to do that here. When you suck, you can fire those guys right away. That's the advantage of playing sports. That's the advantage of being the owner that has all the shot-calling options. So when are we going to get this? Seriously, when, when, when is it going to happen? What, is anybody going to ask her the question? Or, or maybe they can tweet it. It's not. Right. <laughs> add in, add in a threat, because that's what those cowards do. They go threaten somebody's kid who has nothing to do with anything. Probably some bot, foreign bot that's doing it likely to get to get clicks. Right? Just nonsense. It becomes a a counterproductive activity at this point. I think the the one positive thing about us is, hey, look at the community. Look, we got 80 people here. And we have the six people talking. I think this is kind of cool, actually. Uh, it's so funny because Cool Bro, he made us the Avengers. So he's got you as Hulk, Joe. He's got Jamie as Iron Man. Uh, he's got Stone as Thor. Uh, he's got John as Hawkeye. I actually like Hawkeye. Uh, and uh, Henry is the Black Panther guy. So, <laughs> so hold on, let me look at this. Yes, um, before you Hulk out. Yes, Stone, Stone, I, I'll trade you uh, Iron Man for uh, Thor if you want. Uh, I, I mean, I really don't care. I get Thor. I've gotten Thor a lot before. I don't know why, but I look it's nothing the, like, I him. Look like him. I look like Fat Thor, maybe. But I'll trade um, you, Captain John. I'll trade you, Captain America, for Hawkeye. Like I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with whatever, man. As long as I'm on a team, that's what okay. I'm happy about. All right, okay. Because I know some people just like poop on Hawkeye all the time because Hawkeye's pretty cool. I think mortal guy. You know, I'll be Hawkeye if you want. 
Like yeah, that. there you go, Jamie. That's I'm. Hey, I'm on a team, man. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> you can't tell me anything. Henry, you're. The, I guess you're the Black Panther guy. So yeah, man. I I, I need that's to cool. start. Okay, that's that's my thing. I need to be on the starting five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakers do lose one thirty eight one twenty two Stone. Again, this to me is just a bigger sign for what this organization is doing. I mean, I know Isabel is saying, you know, it's not entirely Rob's fault. It's clutch. It's clutch. It's clutch. No, sorry. If you have a GM with the big enough balls, you're going to go ahead and reject any trade that you don't like. And if somebody came to me with the Westbrook trade, I'm sorry. You can't pay me enough to go ahead and trade for that stuff. That went down. I said it then, and I'll say it now. I would walk off the job if someone said I had to go ahead and trade for Westbrook. Yeah, so don't tell me that, Isabel. If you have a GM with balls and cojones to do the job right, you wouldn't be in this mess in the first place. So, go ahead, my friend. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's the the GM is paid to, uh, to make the things happen right like that's that's his job it's not the player's job to you know dictate what happens every superstar is obviously asked for their blessing for big moves like that's just how the nba works they they consult the the big time players but it's the gm's responsibility and it's his fault yeah i mean i really don't have a whole lot to say on this i mean i feel like i'm just saying the same thing every time we get together it's the, the Lakers are what they are, and I'm rooting for a lot of trades, not because I think it'll make us better. I just want to be entertained for the rest of the season, and having <laughs> new faces, I think, is fun. But I, I really don't care what they do this deadline because it's not going to matter, really. But if they um, do a lot of trades, then they end up over the tax line. They end up getting a repeater tax again. They end up probably giving away their first-round draft pick, their only available one. Yeah, and but, basically, you know, <clears throat> shortcutting their future again to try and make something uh, put a band aid. Stone means he wants to offload players, not bring on more. I hope right? so. He, he, here's the uh issue, Gerald. It, it doesn't matter because <laughs> I don't trust this front office to even with if we have the assets to make the right moves with them. So, uh, I don't really care what assets we give up or what players anymore because my, my faith is so so small or non-existent really that we're ever going to win anytime soon that I just want to see new players because I'm bored of the ones we have now. Like that's what it comes down to. Uh, and I don't think what we do can change that or we can get players that'll get us championships. I don't trust the organization to do that. I don't trust the coach to get that out of the players that the organization would acquire. So I'm just in it along for the ride. I'm excited to, you know, hopefully have fun close games every now and then. Uh, and that's the most I can hope for because we're we're not making the playoffs, even if we make the play in, we're not making the playoffs. Uh, and I kind of doubt we make the play in. So um, I just want to see new faces. That's all it comes down to. And I don't really care what happens with the assets we have because they're not going to be utilized the right way anyways. So Isabel, I'll front it to John to see what he thinks coming up here, but I want to get Henry in here real quick. Once again, the Lakers do lose 138 to 122. Uh, you're obviously like most in this panel, like all everyone in this panel, uh, you know, we don't have a high opinion on Darvin Ham, the coach, not the individual, the coach. 
Henry says he doesn't even eat ham. So if that's the case, you know, my friend, it doesn't matter who, what changes, you know, Stone is asking for changes just for the sake of change, just to get new players in here. But it doesn't matter. Whoever we bring in, it's still being coached by Darvin Ham. Yeah. And uh, guys, he's not getting fired. I think I've said it every time I've been on the phone uh, on with you guys on stream. He's not getting fired. Uh, the front office supports him. He is their shield, guys. Everyone, every podcast, every stream, everything I Twitter, I, I X, whatever I open up, the first person they blame is Ham. He is Kalinka's and Genie's shield. He gets fired. Kalinka is, that's another coach on his record that he run, ran out of town. Secondly, I don't think Genie is trying to pay the rest of that contract because Darvin Ham will not get another job if i'm not if i'm not mistaken the only way that you're relieved of paying the coach if you fire them is if they get another job so if that is the case and that's the truth he is not going to get fired and by god i nobody is going to hire him i wouldn't even hire him to be the equipment manager as gian has said even our equipment manager needs to be better i wouldn't even want him to do that let me go ahead and run this by you. Isabel asked me, and respectfully, I appreciate it to go ahead and run this by you. So I will, my friend, and all the panelists can take a look at it. Uh, Isabel said she would give Austin Reeves and the 29 pick for Murray. Wow. Uh, D'Lo and Max for Brogdon and Rui for Dorian Finney-Smith. If they want, they can do it. That's a two-way team right there. Well, you, Stone would be happy because it's just new players here. But AD, LG, DFS, MB, DM, contending starting lineup, uh, contending for seventh spot in the Western Conference. Absolutely. I agree with you there, but not much higher than that. It's definitely not a team that could go ahead and win a championship or go far in the playoffs, uh, even with that lineup. Again, and as the primary thing above all this, no matter what players bring in, John, you're still being coached by Darvin Ham. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, Isabel, man, like, I love your trade machine mine. Like, great job. Love it. But you didn't include Darvin Ham leaving. So it, it, at the end of the day, like it doesn't it doesn't matter who we bring in. And I, I honestly think that we'd give away, you know, that 2029 first round pick for Murray. And even if we brought in Brogdon, like uh, as far as like basketball wise and like just talking about the ins and outs of the game and what players bring. Like, I think that, yeah, DeJounte Murray and Malcolm Brogdon are quite literally like the answer and a backup big who could be out there with Anthony Davis. Like those are, those are players that like we're literally looking for that will, that would fix everything basketball wise, but they're in the NBA coaching matters, like coaching matters and, and being able to bring your players together that matters. And they just have absolute no, continuity he can't bring them together and honestly like <laughs> at, at this point like i said i'm gonna you know say exactly what i said at the beginning of the stream it's like i <laughs> my hands are up and i'm just like you know what at least i saw this coming at least you can't let me down because i knew um i knew this was coming and uh there's there's nothing we can do i i, I honestly just believe we should just stay stay pat like how you said gerald yeah. Come this trade deadline so we don't mess up our save our the future. money, get 14 million dollars to the buses and genie, and and you get two draft picks uh, added on to a third this summer. 
I just think it, it makes more fiscal sense for the future of this organization if you wait until the summer before you make any moves. Yeah. Big moves, I should say. No, I, 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 I 100% agree because, I mean, what are we what are what are we trying to do as a Los Angeles Lakers fans? We all know there's only one thing we're trying to do is we're trying to compete, baby. And even if we bring in all these all these players that 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 Isbo was just talking about, we are not beating top tier teams in the Western Conference in a seven game series. No, let's be real, guys. So let's at least um, benefit ourselves financially because. We're done, guys. We're cooked. <laughs> Let's just at least have a good time here in these post-game shows. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 138-122. Let me go ahead and bring in Jamie real quick because I know you have to go ahead and uh, get on out here, my friend, because you got a young lady. You need to put to bed. No, I hope you don't put her to bed with like that with those knives, man. <laughs> uh, he said we were cooked, so I thought I'd, you know. Oh, oh I okay. like that, Jamie. I like that. You know, when I, you know, scared me there for a minute, man. I'm kidding, I, of course. Uh, you know, Jared, I, I I love the kitchen. I do the dishes here. I do, you know, I got it all. Yes, only man to do the dishes on YouTube for a Lakers uh, post game. <laughs> but my friend, any last thoughts, my friend, before you head on out? Uh, I mean, uh, this is something I I think that probably Stone's probably better qualified to talk about. But I've never seen, I've never seen a basketball team with less hungry young guys. Like, usually there's a guy like Jordan Poole last season for the Warriors or even the season before for the Warriors who's forcing his way into the conversation for playing time. Who's, who's, our, who's, our, who's our young guy who's trying to force his way into the – I mean, I guess it was Reeves. I guess Reeves did it, and now he's in the conversation, and it's, it's fine. But I, I, I just – there's no, there's nothing about this team that is has fire, that's hungry, that is passionate. It's all like everybody's showing up to work, and punching a clock, and they show up, they do the five things they're supposed to do, they punch out, and then they go do whatever it is they do at home, and they rinse and repeat, and it it feels, and looks so unfun. Nobody looks like they're having any fun on that basketball court and sport by its design is supposed to be fun. You're playing a game and you're getting paid. The list of people who get to do that is borderline non-existent when it comes, when you pit it against the, well, you know, the masses of humanity. So something's got to change. And if the front office can't figure that out and it seems like they can't, this season's going to go down as a giant waste. They'll hang that. They'll have that in-season tournament banner from, you know, month 1.5. And uh, that'll be it. It'll be nothing but, you know, bad reviews and, and negative comments for the last 60-odd games of the season after that. So it's it's astounding to me that in the midst of something – and it is amazing to watch LeBron James, but in the midst of this guy's twilight career, we're watching the Lakers can't even do what they did around Kobe, which was put him around hungry young guys who couldn't get it done. Right. Who didn't have the ability or the skill at the time to win NBA games, but you could see that they had fire and passion for the game. I don't see any passion in Max Christie. I don't even see passion in Reeves anymore. 
I definitely don't see passion in any of the vet minimum guys with their LOL Twitter comments and BS like that. And I don't see, I don't even see, you know, a guy like Hood Shafino who should be like trying to prove everybody wrong with his play or something. It just seems like he's like, I guess I am terrible at basketball. Why did they? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I just don't understand. And that's just, sort of an indictment on the coach, I feel like, though. It's. I, uh, is to a point but at the same time like <clears throat> do you do you want to stay in this league no i agree it's uh, today to me was the the least caring i've ever seen the lakers i feel like it, even including this like it just felt like they didn't want to play basketball and i that shows to me that the coach has lost this team they don't the, the whole thing was <clears throat> in the beginning People excuse the lack of X's and O's knowledge because oh Ham's a motivator. Ham Ham's a good talker. He motivates the guys. He he knows how to relate to them. And very clearly that that is not even the case. So <laughs> when you have nothing going for you to get this team inspired and you don't know how to coach basketball, I mean, I I I definitely get the point where these players are paid millions to care about what they do. So they should be caring when they're on the court. Um, and I a hundred percent agree with that. It's on themselves, the grown men to be able to find that inspiration somehow. Uh, but part of the coach's job title is also, you know, trying to get these guys motivated. It goes hand in hand. I don't think it's, it's mutually exclusive, but I think that both parties are at fault. And I think, um, it, it's not going to be addressed by firing all the players. That's just not how it works. So you have to go to the next best thing, which is firing the coach. I tend to agree. Thanks, everyone. You got it, Jamie. Check out Jamie's uh, greatest uh, five things articles today at Lakerholics.com. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Joe, uh, let me bring it to you now, my friend. Uh, When it comes right down to it, (sighs) a lot to think about. I know you've been pondering it for the past few minutes. I know you asked the other guys and the other panelists to go ahead and talk. I appreciate you allowing them uh, a little bit more of a platform to do so. But I know this crowd and I know this audience really wants to hear you speak. And I know tonight you will at the Lakers nightcap, but what are you preparing for tonight? And I tell you what, does this loss leave any more bitter taste in your mouth? Well, it was a layup line tonight, more so than usual. And you allowed a much smaller team. I'd like to think that Jackson Hayes and, and Christian Wood have some size. And LeBron is a pretty big guy, too. So is Rui Hachimura. However, they... they uh, <laughs> They were they were outclassed tonight, fifty six to thirty five on the boards. That's that's unacceptable. 
in any game against anyone. Uh, the team quit. The team quit, and they've been slowly quitting for a while. Uh, the Golden State Warrior game, I I was pumping that game up because a little bit of me thought that that might have been the game of the year for the Lakers. I don't think we're going to have a game like that again. And it happened to be two greats, two all-time greats, the the two pillars of this of this current gener or this last generation, both four titles each, both have put their their stamp on changing the game or creating a uh, an image that 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 the that the NBA has been able to carry here for um, two decades. We saw the likely playoff championship game uh, Saturday, and that was it. The Lakers will win a couple games here and there. They'll maybe even perform out of their out of their skulls every now and then. But uh, they're just it, it. It has to stop. It all has to stop. And I don't mind building around AD, but the reality is on that you could probably get more now for him this summer than you would any other time. And there's a team in Oklahoma right now that's an AD away from winning a championship. And you probably wouldn't have to take anyone that they don't want to give you either. Just stop, pile those draft picks. You go to them, and again, I don't know if Rob Blinka has this brain to do this, but you go and talk to Presti and you say, listen, there's two options here. We'll give you AD. You give us Chet Holmgren and then a couple things here and there. Or you stack those draft picks. You stack us five to eight draft picks, and we'll, we'll send you AD. And whatever fillers we put in there. And then that's how you start over. You start stock. You start really focusing on bringing in talent and starting over. And this time you'll have a lot of assets. And if something comes up, you'll have some draft picks to throw in in a trade as well. You win both ways. So that's it. That is the future. If you want this thing not to turn into the Rob Sacre era, God help us all. <laughs> the Rob Sacre area era was atrocious. All so that we could draft Julius Randle, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, D'Angelo Russell. That's what that's what losing got us. Now, we did use some of those assets to get AD, sure, but it, AD was coming to LA anyways. He demanded to go there. And what happens in the NBA when a player demands to go somewhere? You don't believe me? It's 2024, right? 2023, you got a you got that bearded jackhole in in on the other side of the, the the locker room. Three times, he did it three times, demanding to go somewhere. And guess what? They obliged because that's what these cowards do. They don't have any other way to do it. You set up the system so these guys can slap you, kick you and punch you in the face, and there's nothing you can do about it. So you might as well reverse it. When, when I'm talking about, when, when there's a tax rule or there's some kind of uh, derogatory anything that, that comes in the way of work, 
what happens is the best way to get around that instead of crying like a little baby and going, I can't believe this. I'm leaving the state. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to go live in Idaho so that I can sit in negative 45 degree weather and feel good about myself because now I was able to, you know, save 10 bucks. All that garbage. At the end of the day, the best way to handle business is to use that negative and flip it into a positive. How does that work? Well, use it against them. Use that negative against that entity that's a lot that's putting in that rule. There, it, it, there's a hundred things that can do that, so you have to learn that. And the example here is what if you're going to screw up this bad, then you need to flip it into something where, okay, we still need to make sure that the Lakers exist for the next thousand years, right? You're still going to have a, another a new year and a new year and a new year. How about this time? How about you start building for the next thing? So we don't have to come here every day, have to listen to LeBron and AD and this chump of a coach, hire a coach that's up and coming, hire a coach that's got energy, hire a coach that knows X's and O's and how to motivate. Can you do that? And it's a lot easier when it's younger players than older players. Indirectly, LeBron and AD are at fault in a lot of ways. Why didn't LeBron demand? You know, when you're talking to Michael Jordan towards the end of the, the Bulls there, what did, what did Jordan say? In public, he said, I'm not playing for any other coach than Phil Jackson. And what happened? They called it. They, they, they still did it. And they have sucked nuts since. They've, met, they've made one Eastern Conference final since 1998, the last championship. Because why? Because of stupid ownership and stupid management. Be careful, folks. Be careful. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose. Once again, 138 to 122. They're 24 and 25, 10th place in the Western Conference. Stone, I'm going to bring it back to you. LeBron James said uh, on Twitter and his post-game press conference, on the 24, 23-24 uh, Lakers. I don't know why Dave McMenamin put 24-25. I think he's getting ahead of himself. Or is he seeing the future here, Stone? We could, on any given night, beat any team in the NBA. And then on any given night, we can get our ass kicked. Sounds like a 500 team to me. Um, I mean, I agree I like, with the, that. I like I, the fact that McMenamin put 24-25 on there. Legit. You can, you can put 23 through 58. I mean, <laughs> um, as long as Jeannie has this team, it doesn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he got half of that right. Uh, any given night we can get, you know, absolutely demolished, but I don't think we're capable of beating every team. I don't, uh, I don't think otherwise, if you are capable of that, you're in championship contention and we're not. So uh, I don't, I don't buy that, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that there has to be one would hope, but you know, we, we've given up on that but there you would think that there'd be a point where you go okay this is not working i am seeing what's happening on the basketball court it's not it's not getting the result we want and the result we want is a championship 
So if that's not working, let's assess why it's not working and fix fix those whys. Uh, but they can't. They can't. They can't figure out what is wrong with this team. And when you can't figure out what the problem is, you don't have a solution. And this team does not have a solution to what their problems are. So it's it's just this constant cycle of fixing the wrong things because you don't know what the actual needs for this team are. Uh, and it's frustrating, and it's going to continue to be this way you know, for as long as I can see right now. Um, and it's it's just so frustrating that you want to be able to go into the season or every game thinking that you have a legitimate chance at winning and you have a legitimate chance at going as far as you can in winning a title. This team doesn't give you that. This team, you're hoping that you just don't get blown out every night. Like, that's what it's come down to. And it shouldn't be that way, but... I don't I don't know what they think they need to change it because I don't think they've probably addressed what the correct needs are for this team. So we'll see what happens. I think it'll be a fun deadline at the least, but it's not going to change, I think, the outcome of the season. And you know why it might be fun? Because if the Lakers don't do anything, Laker Tom will be right beside me, Stone. And he will get, you see, just like two, I think it was two seasons ago, the first time we did it, you could see, guys, him getting redder and redder and madder and madder as it got close to the train. Then he did his Joe, best Joe Soro impersonation with a rant right after trade death. It was classic. It was absolute. I thought he was literally going to drop dead on the air. It was just so amazing. He was just so pissed that Rob, Rob, like I didn't do a damn thing. It's like, my God, man, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I think it'll be fun this year. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. And it's going to be a lot of movement and trade throughout but the I hope league. It's smart. Stone. I hope it's smart planning and, and just because, again, what that's out there, what the Lakers can get and what the Lakers can do. It's just not lining up strategically. I really do believe and I get pushback for it every time I say it, but I really do believe strategically moving our two best players is the smartest long-term move for this team, but it's, it's just not realistic. It's not going to happen. And I think that uh, it's a mistake to not strike while the iron is hot because you, you can't build around the two best players you have now. And you haven't been able to for the last couple of years why would you think that all of a sudden you will be able to with the current decision makers that you've employed? So maybe going a different route in, in acquiring different players to lead your team or collecting assets, you know, um, for down the road is the best bet. But if you have what you've been doing and it's not working, uh, you're going to continue to define insanity by doing it over and over and getting the same result. And that's where the Lakers are. John, you've been extremely patient today. Big props to you. Uh, Clutch Talk, please support. Everyone out there that supports us, please support Clutch Talk and Lakers Corner out there. My friend, what are your fans, supporters, audience out there saying about what's going on with the Lakers dumpster fire? I mean, Lakers team right now. They're saying exactly what you said, that it's an absolute dumpster fire. This is ridiculous. And at this point, no, I think Stone said it best. Like, we're just repeating ourselves. 
Like we're coming on here on a nightly basis and just repeating ourselves. You know why? Because what our job to do is, and what we love to do is talk about the game, talk about the team that brings us joy. And all we're doing is talking about what we're seeing. Darvin Ham is letting this happen night after night after night. Players are playing like this night after night. I mean, I, I think I think it was Stone that said it, or or Henry said it in the beginning. They said we played with no energy tonight. We also played with no energy the game before, and then the game before. I, I mean, that was the you no. Know, the that was the only time. time we played yeah. with energy. So exactly. obviously they're going to say, oh well, we used up all our energy back four days ago. Used up all your energy. That is insane. Used up all your energy. You you are professional athletes, and and, and I'm not I'm not one of those people that think that you know this is 2K. I understand that that this is real life. I understand that you know they there can be you know overtime fatigue, but it's been it's been a whole game since that um since that double overtime game that we went to. It's been a whole game since then. It's been about about like three three days since then or something like that, man. Three four days because I'm 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 <laughs> I'm just um, at a loss for words as you guys can see with this team and um, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, you uh, also I'm, run a Lakers channel. Yeah. It is very hard to continually get your audience engaged when they are playing this badly. Yeah. It really, it really, it really is. It, it really is hard to get get your audience engaged because, I mean, as Lakers fans, like we're just we're just running around, probably just lo- looking for some type of answer. But the crazy thing is, we all have the answer, but the answer won't be done. the The answer is get rid of Darvin Ham, but we all know deep down inside that they're not going to do it. Stone, I love the point that you brought up about Darvin Ham being Genie and Rob's shield. Like, I love that. I, and that's so true. I don't know why. I guess I, it just never, you know, came into my head as that is so clear. Because, like, you know, I always thought, like, oh, yeah, you know, they they like Rob. They like Rob. And, 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 and uh, I mean, they like him. But I, I'm I'm sure they like him, you know, to a certain extent. <laughs> but I bet Jeannie and Rob are probably drinking wine, kicking back together, saying, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, this one's going to fall on Darvin Ham right here. Yeah, yeah, this one's going to fall on Darvin Ham right here. Yeah, well, I'm not worried about that. Man, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah, and, and, until we sell this team, and, until we get an owner that actually cares about winning and doesn't care about dollars, we're not, we're not going anywhere, guys. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakers do lose 138-122. We'll be back tomorrow, of course, for more great Lakers fast break fun and enjoyment. At least we'll try to say that anyways. But before we head it out, I do want to remind you, Joe Soro himself has got a nightcap on tap with you tonight, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on all the Lakers fast break channels. But my bang stankus, sell the team genie. Lakers are dumpster fire. John, you got to give me something a little bit better on the okay. Lakers. Yes. I, I'll, I pitched Lakers corner enough, my friend, all day, all show long. We got to give I, you something. How do go I ahead. do that? How It'll do go I do right that? there in there. There's a three dots right there. It says edit name and headline when you go okay. ahead and click on it right there. But Bang Stankus, a.k.a. Joe Sorrow, my friend, what do you got lined up for tonight on Lakers Nightcap with Joe Sorrow? Lots of drinking and lots of jokes. Cheer that so audience. If you want to, you want to see it, you want to hear it. Come on by tonight. I know for a lot of you, it's late. That's the point. 
It's supposed to be a nightcap. It's supposed to be something you watch and hear before you go to bed. But, you know, you, you, for those who wake up in the morning and drive to work, you can still listen to it as well. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, discriminate on time or anything like that. What, 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 what nightcap is supposed to be, and it's still in its infancy at this point, is it's supposed to uh, give you more, I guess, I guess it's supposed to give you a little bit more of a conversation versus an analysis. I like to create the conversation and read some of the questions that get put on. That's a little more personal with the, with the crowd. Very good, John. Very good. And that's, that's, that's the point. And it'll, it'll, it'll get more and more advanced as we go around, as, as it continues to go. What am I missing guys? You guys are laughing at something. No, I asked him to see if he could make the, as far as the headline on there, as far as what he would change it. Cause uh, you, him and I feel left felt left out because we didn't have a funny moniker for a headline. So, well, guys, yeah. you know that comes down to creativity, and maybe you guys aren't creative enough. Well, we were just trying to be, you know, and you know, notify everybody out there who we That's were. Too but... late. You already put. I already had some Lakers are dumpster fire a half hour ago. You just noticed this now. You just noticed this now. I put it on a half hour you, you, ago. You don't. You don't get around on that one, bud. Sorry. Uh, just sorry. You, you, you know what, bang? You know what, bang? Don't tell me about that bang. Come on. Bang. Bang, bang Stankus. Yes, you're Stankus. He's a legend. Yeah, yeah you, you stank, all right. It's, but still, still, <laughs> my friend, uh, before I get it back to John to close out the show with what he's doing at Clutch Dock and Lakers Corner, any last thoughts, my friend? It's always great to have you here. Big shout out again to uh, Henry Hill, Laker Nick. Uh, Jamie Sweet for everything that they've done today as well. Stone, any last thoughts? I know you're on the East Coast now, my friend, but any last thoughts, my friend, uh, on the way out? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they all follow you now, Joe. They all follow you. Uh, John, if that's the case, uh, please do the hard pitch for what's going on to Clutch Talk and, uh, of course, Lakers Corner out there for you. Check me out, guys. Got two channels for you guys. If you want to get more Lakers content, got Lakers Corner just just on YouTube, uh, bringing you all type of Lakers content. And then I got uh, Clutch Talk, which is an NBA talk show, bringing you all type of NBA uh, infotainment. And get at us, man. Uh, two episodes per week. Clutch Talk is on YouTube and Apple Podcast, Spotify. But as always, this is the best Lakers post game show, even though. Darvin Ham sucks. I will say though, one of these days you got to get that man. Uh, well, you got to get Joe Soro back on and Stone Hansen. Uh, yes. You know, got to him. Got to get him on the show. I remember when when uh, Stone was I. You said I was one of your first. Podcasts? I think you you were the first pod. I did radio before, which I hated, but you were the first podcast I ever did. There you go. I reached out. He's an expert. He knew his stuff. I read his stuff. It was really absolutely. Uh, fantastic so i'm man years later you're still here my friend i don't know if that's good or bad right now when it concerns the los angeles lakers my friend but through i'm thick always, and thin <laughs> through thick and thin indeed but i'm always glad to have each and every one of you guys here big shout out again to john costa from clutch talk and and also as well lakers corner stone hansen joe Soro tonight follow 11 p.m lakers nightcap Avin Traders uh, giving us the final super chat of the evening. It is truly appreciated and immensely helps us here at the Lakers fast break. He says other teams have been going on huge runs to start the third quarter. Lakers lose these games. First six minutes of the first and third quarter because Prince starts over Vando. 
you are preaching to the choir. His infatuation. What? What do you think, guys? Just let's just roundtable this before we. Why is Prince so beloved by Darvin Ham? I do Stop not it. know. I'm gonna be honest. I, me and Magic Man were talking about this last stream. There might be something going on behind closed doors that nobody knows about because there's no other value like reason that's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's the same reason why. Sam Mitchell did not double Kobe Bryant in the 81-point game. It's the same reason. Ego. I'm going to do it my way. My way will work. Can't admit that you don't know what you're doing. You look at the statistics when Austin, D'Lo, and Torian Prince are on that court. It is disastrous, and it's compounded to the fact that LeBron can't really play defense anymore. So you have four Dinkus is playing defense at the same time while AD has to clean up all their asses. It's it's you're setting your team up for disaster. And on top of that, the the, the tragedy in that is that you actually finally get Jared Vanderbilt to actually not only be coherent on offense, he's actually hitting consistently on his layups and putbacks and dunks and you still don't play him well what the hell do you have him there for his job is to play defense he has the lateral skill to at least distract even a fast guard so what are you doing why why aren't you putting him in there you have given Rui Hachimura no absolutely no momentum game in and game out that guy has if you need proof, you can watch the playoffs. You coached them in the playoffs. Why don't you use that now? Give the guy some momentum. Give him some chances. Get Let him get into a rhythm. Instead, he scores 13 points, hits 6 out of 10 from the field, and I don't know where the hell he went after that. What, what more do we need to talk about? The only way we can get through these podcasts is at least it's game by game. We can focus on details of that game so that things aren't mundane and redundant and i want to shoot myself for repeating myself or hang myself with this damn freaking whatever the hell this is seriously like at what point is someone going to tell this jackhole that he's needs that he's a stubborn ass it's not working it's not working who are you trying to prove proof to what are you trying to get fired if there's anything going behind the scenes john it's that this guy's trying to get fired that means that's more logical because this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. You have skilled players that you need to do a certain job, and you're not playing them. Our defense sucks. Okay, who can play defense? This guy and this guy. All right, I'll play them 20 minutes a game. That's that's what happened. That's what's happening. Torian Prince is the best spot-up open shooter on this team, no doubt. Again, that doesn't say much. That doesn't mean that's a good thing. It's bad, actually, because the fact that he's the best one is bad. So what happens when you're not getting those open shots? Now what? How do you adjust? Oh, we keep we keep him in there for 30 minutes. Okay. Oh, wow. We get blown up by 16 points to Atlanta, losing record. Oh, we get 
blown out by 16 by Houston Rockets, losing record. Now what? We have to we have to go double OT because you couldn't secure a three point lead in regulation against like, a team with a losing record. Against a team with a losing record that has a schmuck for for brains and and Draymond Green who's finished, and then you have a one legged Clay Thompson, and then the other guy who has to do everything. At some point, he's gonna burn out by the end of the game. That's how Golden State plays every game, every game, and you can suck on that. If I'm Bob Myers, I'd be saying that in private. Go ahead. Go ahead. Resign Draymond Green. Go ahead. Oh, think about uh, signing Klay Thompson. Oh, go listen to Steph Curry on, 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 on how to operate the team. Never listen to a player when it comes to transactions. Ever. You'll take their input. You'll let them know as a respect to the franchise player. But that... Those kind of those kind of decisions is what puts the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors in these positions. There's your proof right there. You don't need. We don't need to. It's right there. Quick football. Uh, you from too much sauce. Got Niners or Chiefs right now? Me? Yes. I'll ask the crew. Ah, uh, yeah. There's. Uh, Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Too much sauce. I'm sorry, but until somebody beats Patrick Mahomes, that's the baddest mother you know on 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 the planet to me. I'm going to go with you, Niners. You can sit there and you can yap about his personal life and all the other garbage. That's the baddest athlete in the world. That guy has the skills. And again, you don't need to listen to me. All you got to see is six straight AFC championship games in six seasons of playing and three, four Super Bowl appearances going on his possible third Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not, guys, watch the games. We're just repeating what we're seeing. That's it. The Niners, I mean, story. you know, I mean, I don't, I don't really give a crap about the story. There's always a story like that, that everybody wants to hang on. I, I like greatness, folks. I like greatness. I don't care about Mr. Irrelevant, whether Brock Purdy uh, plants flowers in his, in his, in his, in his garden. I don't give two craps about the story. I care about greatness. And as far as I'm concerned, Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to be cheering for Patrick Mahomes because I want to see greatness. He is greatness and he is in his prime and he has shown it. So I want to see more of it because we have so much mediocrity in this world that we're in now. And we celebrate lazy, stupid things. Once in a while, I want to go cheer for something that actually is great, that actually comes through over and over again. Avant Traders said, and thank you again for uh, too much, Sauce, for the super chat. Avant Traders, let me go ahead and bring this in uh, and round this out. Stone, uh, Avant Traders says, another problem the Lakers have is all one-dimensional players, either on one's good on one side or good on the other. We need players that can do both. Preaching to the choir, Avant Traders, preaching to the choirs. Players that can do both are players that can play in the playoffs. Players that can do one cannot play in the playoffs. That is the difference between a playoff rotation player and a regular season rotation player. The Lakers, and the, and the only exception to that rule is if you're the elite of the elite on one of those ends. If you're an amazing defender or an amazing offensive player, that's how you get on the court in the playoffs. But if you're average to below average on either end of those, you're you're 
not good enough to make a playoff rotation. And the Lakers have a lot of one-way players. And that's why, I mean, even if we are, even if we make the playoffs, that's why I think the first round is the absolute ceiling for this team because <clears throat> there's too many of them. We have what two guys maybe that are rotation players with LeBron and AD. Mm. Uh, the rest of them are probably not built to be in a playoff rotation ideally, and uh, it's it's going to come back to bite us. You look, I mean. Look, I don't, I want them to lose as much as the next person, but you look at the Celtics, they have six guys that can play both ends of the court, and that's the reason they're contending for a championship. We have two, uh, and that sort of tells you all you need to know. All right, and once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. It is. Uh, thanks so much to John Costa. He had to jump off. Uh, he's got a little young one as well he's got to take care of. So truly appreciate everyone joining us, uh, guys. Been uh, fun, interesting. Hopefully, we've been able to provide some therapy for you tonight as the Lakers unfortunately lose again, 138 to 122, 24 and 25 on the season. The Lakers are now in 10th place in the Western Conference. Joe Soro will be on later tonight for a nightcap, 11 p.m. Pacific, right there for you. Absolutely. Hey, Stone, I know you're not a football guy, but it's KC or San Francisco, Taylor Swift or Purdy. Uh, I don't listen to Taylor Swift. I don't watch football because it's not basketball. But um, I, I'll i pick the Chiefs because from what my friends tell me, Mahomes is even better than Brady. So I'm, and I don't, I barely know who Tom Brady is, but I'm going to assume he's really good. Uh, and I, I think that Patrick Mahomes will beat him, but it's not basketball. So I don't really care about it. Alvin Trader <laughs> says Utah just lost. So we're still tied for ninth. Yay. Oh, that's yeah, that's a relief. I'll be yeah. able to sleep tonight. Yes. So I want to make a correction. It is the Lakers 24 and 25, still in ninth place in the Western Conference. Yay. They're 10 games down, I think. 10 or 10 and a half at this point. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Bang Stankus? You look, I don't know. You look queasy. You're all right, man. Look stankus. Disgusted by all this <laughs> trash. <laughs> All right, fair enough indeed. Isabel, we're getting we're getting Isabel all violent out there on the chat. Sacrifices Celtic. Yes. I remember a couple weeks ago when I, Isabel first joined us, she was nice and, and polite <laughs> and, and respectful. And, and now she's getting all violent so, talking about sacrificing a Celtic. So so someone told me, and obviously, as I just explained, I don't I barely know who Tom Brady is, so I don't know anything about football, but um someone explained to me that the the bills i guess are doing this thing where they sacrifice one of their own fans to this massive pit before a game and they just shove him down a 40 foot pit and they won every game after after they did that before a game so i think the lakers need to find a giant pit find a laker fan and just shove him down it and see what happens i knew somebody was gonna say that there we go (laughs) to the draw slope the draw gerald uh, <laughs> once again it is the lakers fast break isabel said she would gladly sacrifice a celtic indeed but once again it is the lakers fast break truly appreciate you joining us don't forget joe soro tonight 11 p.m pacific for your nightcap he'll have more great conversation and entertainment for you provided as only joe soro can give it so for joe soro stone hansen laker nick jamie sweet 
Henry Hill and John Cost. It's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. We'll be back also tomorrow for more great fun, always for you and therapy for you right here at the Lakers Festival.